Hey y'all boys, it's your boy Stank Lip Joe, that nigga Dirty Lip, um, Cozy Cove. I'm not even introing. I'm just telling y'all boys who I am. It's it's okay. We we're fine. Do you want to kiss, bro? You, you need to relax, bro. Do you need someone to give you a hug, bro? Like, you gotta let relax. me get into the vibe, bro. Y'all gotta y'all, y'all, y'all gotta let me. Hold you want to get into the vibe? We don't, Joe. We don't value your opinion here. So why am I here? Oh no, you, you were just... my opinion. You see? <laughs> no, nah, I mean we, we had someone else in mind, but you know, you were just the that nigga, nigga that made the cut, but <laughs> nigga, who the fuck else you had? We got your boys Damari and Vinay. Um Damari the cutest nigga on the planet and eh, it's Vinay. All right, so we are back. Another week, another dollar, another day. Um, y'all know how this goes, and y'all know what I'm gonna do because we gotta loosen up and we gotta get into the vibe. But so you loosen this, this up, week. Man. I yo pause. Wait a minute. I know you want to get loosened up, Joe. Relax. You do who you said it. You like no, you said, said it. But there was a context to that. I said let's no, get loo- you like yo. You loosen me up, no, Joe. That's not no. How I did not say you loosen me up. You could get I loosened up you, on your you own time. So now. Now, I am going to introduce this all this really great artist, this really great female, this artist from New York, and I just thought, you know what I'm saying, we should intro, you know, our podcast with her music so we could get into this first topic just to get in, get into some things. Um, so yeah, her name is Maritza Merck, and this, her record is called Past Eleven. <laughs> Tell them like where they can find this tune. Like, is on Spotify? Oh, it's on. Yeah, it's on all streaming platforms. Uh, Maritza Merck, Past Eleven. Find it on Spotify, Title, Apple Music, uh, etc. So, uh, shout out to her for letting me uh, give me the rights to uh, use that in our intro. And we're gonna get into the first topic. So, recent news: I am running for mayor of uh, Miramar, Florida, uh, in the next term. Y'all boys think it's a joke when you see Josiah Reed and those big ass signs. Don't say shit to me. I just want your your names and numbers on the ballot. You feel me, fuckers? I'm gonna make some good change in this community. You feel me? Uh, nice. So I get. I, I mean, I'm I'm guessing the topic that Vinay wants to go into is the uh, the new candidate for the vice presidential seat uh, with Joe Biden, which is a potential presidential candidate in the in this 2020 election 
Um, so yes, this week she was she was selected as a candidate for Joe Biden's VP, and uh, a lot of people had a lot of opinions about it. Um, you know, all throughout, you know, the political media, all throughout social media, especially Twitter, because Twitter's become just like this very political app. As you know, our president, you know, is a very active Twitter user. So you know, um, that happened this week. Um, you know, as far as uh, what I think about it, let's just see how. I, I mean, I, I didn't watch the the Democratic convention, uh, but I heard about it. Uh, this nigga Joe Biden started walking out to Mary J. Blige. Don't know. He did. I, I, are you, are yeah, you, are you I mean, kids? I mean, yeah, yeah, he was. He walked out to Mary J. Blige. Oh wow. Yeah, you know, so you know, they're just, they're rolling out the red carpet, you know, uh, for for Joe and Kamala. Um, you know, so I mean, that's 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 where I'll start with that, Vinay. What are your thoughts? I think um, America is really pushing hard for everybody to vote, and if they're opposed to Donald Trump, a lot of people feel as though their only other option is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And at this point, they are absolutely correct. However, I feel as though, just from a surface level perspective, I'll say this: right, no matter who you vote for this same agenda is going to be carried out by the people who are truly in power. And so it's something to look at when you have a certain political presence that are quote unquote, rolling out the red carpet for a certain demographic. And it's not because they rock with us. In my opinion, it's not because they rock with us. It's because they need us. And so there's something to be said about that. I personally feel like, just to, just to go off of what Vinay was saying, we really need to focus on who really is in power, y'all boys. Like, like who really is in power? Like, y'all boys could say it's the Rockefellers. Y'all boys could say, you know, it's the Clintons or the Bushes. Y'all boys could say shit, whoever you want to say. But we all know who really is in power. I mean, um, I mean, I guess just to add on to what Joe's, uh, Joe's saying, what I, as the rollout, always is for and i'm not necessarily democrat or republican i'm intelligent first and foremost like i've always stated um but you know it's just interesting that um you know it's it's the same playbook let's just let's pay, placate you know this like these are the same this is the same democratic cabinet that had on kente cloth uh no less than two months ago when the whole george floyd thing kicked off just kneeling down like they were Kaepernick with Kente cloth on. Like, this is, this is what I'm talking about. And, you know, it's a lot of, like, it's, it's a show, you know, it's a show. I mean, I, I don't think I need to be any more explicit or to add on anything to more than just what a show is. Everyone knows what a show is when they see it. So. I guess the problem I'm having is that people are applying all this pressure for youth, especially to vote, but you have both candidates who have a very rough history, especially when it comes to our community. And they've shown time and time again that they don't truly have our best interests at heart. And they shouldn't because we don't, it's not like we're in their pockets, like money talks. So when we're forced with these two candidates on the national level, at that point, does it really change anything? Like people really feel like anything is better than Trump, but if his opponent has a rough history too, why are we settling for that? Because we have to? Is that really true? Or 
is there something else that could be done or are we just so conditioned to the lesser of two evils mantra that we can't see what's really going on you feel me i mean yeah i mean you couldn't you couldn't have said it any more plain than that um you know i'm just curious to see what happens this is definitely going to be one of those elections it's a lot of you know like it's, it's very interesting because you know regardless of whatever you think about either candidates one thing i can say they the way um politics is kind of marketed now you know with the digital age it's like you know it's a lot of energy like i said it's a show it's very you know what i'm saying like joe biden you know if you if you don't vote for me you if you don't vote for me you ain't black like it's like he likes to we like we see like he, he's gonna say things he knows he's on the breakfast club he knows he has a large platform it's like he's gonna say things that kind of placate to yeah you know what i'm saying if y'all don't vote for me this is this is what it this is what it's gonna be you know what I'm saying? And on, and on the Trump end, he's the master of propaganda, like I've always stated. So it's just interesting to see how these two, I'm going to, in this case, I'm going to call them actors because that's what they do. They play their roles properly, regardless of what you think about either one. That's, they play, they, they do, they, they play their part in the show, you know? And um, I've been noticing a lot of people, a lot of Black people come out and state their case like explicitly that they're with joe and kamala and that's it if you're not on our side then they really believe you are not black you're betraying your community because anything is better than trump and they've i've seen people cast others out for not rocking with the mantra or rocking with the idea of voting for joe because of his history um and then you have other black people that have come out and said that hey i'm with trump so it's like i don't know i feel like it's it's really weird to see to see people like just cast each other out over their views because i really think we're just battling ourselves because it's not like the president is going to save us from the things that we deal with from day to day it's up to us to change that you feel me so i do have a question though if Trump were to be elected for another four years. And Joe, I'm a, I'm a, I I'm kind of want to pick your brain on what you think would happen. If Trump would, were to be picked for another four years, how would that affect America? And the same thing if Joe Biden were to win the presidency for four years, how would that affect America? If Joe Biden is elected, whatever stock, whatever crypto you got, you better hold on to that bitch. Matter of fact, go buy more. As soon as Joe's elected, go buy all the shit you can the next morning, the next day, nine o'clock. You better put your stock bids in and everything because that bitch will go down. If Trump stays in the office, everything we know is just going to be the exact same way because the fact of the matter is, you know, once you elect, because we already know what Trump is about. He's about the corporations, he's about the people. He's about those businesses. He's about big businesses. So big businesses will always profit off of what Trump is doing. But when Biden is in office, the whole thing changes. So that means the economy is going to go straight down into the toilet faster than if Trump was in office. Simply because if Trump was up for another four years, then it's still going to be in that long-term inflation period. Rather than if Biden was elected, we already know we're in the inflation period. We already know that the, work, the, you know, the U.S. dollar is about to go straight down to the toilet. But if Biden is elected, that shit is going straight down into the toilet. The U.S. dollar is going to be worth less than a dollar. We're going to be out here looking like worse than the Great Depression. Simple how it is. And see, we, we, 
it's going to be totally worse than the Great Depression because of the fact that we've already been so much higher and it's going to go straight down faster than the Great Depression happened. And then at the same time, we got so many people who've already claimed, you know, government assistance. We've got so many people who's out there, you know, already homeless. Like there's a lot more homeless people. There's a lot more. So if that is the case, then we're going to go further down into the pit that we're in. We're going to start borrowing even more money from different countries. We're going to be, we already can see that, you know, America's already becoming one of the most private institutions on the planet. Like damn near America is a private institution. You know, big corporations run America. And if you don't have a big corporation, you got to make you a big corporation to even sustain yourself because, you know, a lot of it is uh, your one income is not going to be able to sustain you, sustain your family, sustain any of that. Unless you got like multiple, if you making 50,000, you got a partner making 50,000, y'all can live together. That's cool. But if you're making 50,000 by yourself, you can barely live in Florida. So you got to put it out like, okay, if Joe Biden is elected, then like, I wouldn't even say like everything goes go straight in the shitter, but it won't be, it's going to be a very fast paced track downhill. And Joe Biden is most likely going to be elected simply because, you know, you already see a lot of your black people out there saying, man, you know, they voting for Trump. You see a lot of white people out there voting for Trump, saying they're going to vote for Trump. But you got to look at it like, you know, who are the real voters? And the real voters are elderly people, people over 40 years old. Um, shit. You know, we are right now, you, we beg people to go out there and vote. But shit, most people aren't voters. Those same people you see talking about, man, they're going to go vote. They probably not in those lines voting. They probably not mailing in those ballots. And that's the same thing. Remember what I was telling y'all boys last time? Those mailing ballots ain't never gonna happen. And y'all boys seen it. Y'all boys seen like, you know, how he was like, oh, well, you know, they're getting rid of sorting machines. They're gonna defund to put on USPS. And I told y'all boys this the last episode. Like, that's some shit that Trump is gonna do. That's gonna be what's gonna happen because of the fact that the people who out there who can't vote, the people who are really going to vote, those are the people who are elderly, who can't even leave their homes to go vote. Those are the people who have a job and they can't go stand out in the line and go vote. So really it is, it's going to be up to like younger people and people who can make it out to, the, to those election days. And shit, many times people can't make it out there in time by that, what, what is it, six o'clock deadline? So Joe Biden, I mean, not Joe Biden, Joe Biden might win. Um, I'm going I'm to I'm root for Joe Biden simply because even if he's not for the people, and because he is, you got to look at it like this way. The same reason why people didn't vote for Hillary back in 2012, what, no, 2016. The same reason. Would you rather have someone who's, who's a blatant racist and who's out loud? Or would you have someone who has secrets and, don't, and then, you know, tries to hide them? We chose that first decision when we chose Trump, Trump the first time. And it's up to us again when it's going to be the second time. Who are we going to choose again? Someone who has secrets or someone who's honest? And, is, and that's how it is. Yeah. And you just said something. That's how it is. My whole thing is it shouldn't be that way. Like, why Why do we have to choose between a blatant racist and a covert racist? There's so many plans and inner workings and agendas set by whoever. And no matter who, I feel like no matter who I go for, you know, things that need to be changing aren't going to change. So we got to, I think some drastic stuff has to happen. It's not just voting. We can't just vote things away. It has to be more, further steps. Joe, uh, yeah, you stated that. Um, what was the, what was the last? Thing? Can you remember the last thing you said? I was I was saying like you when it comes down to it, you got Trump and Hillary. Like just how we had in twenty sixteen, 
in which how um, we had a setup is like we have someone who's open and we have someone who you know who's secretive right there right there real quick i want to talk about that okay so when it comes to politics what i want the people to understand the nature of this thing is the united states is a corporation like that's what I if saying. you don't know this by now then you probably won't understand politics like it's it's literally a, a corporate you could research this yourself it's like it's in writing so when we talk about what government is and how corporations and the dynamic between the two what we have to understand is when people want to have conversations dealing with morality and politicians they don't deal with a moral code moral code went out years ago like you like this is this is a stolen land morality went since it morality went out the window since this country's inception we still keep having conversations about morality this is a business so what i'm saying is the nature of how voters want to interact with politicians is trying to make it placate to their the morality and oh, get to look at us as humans, we're all one and we want to, you know, we're just a feel. Don't you see what Americans are going through? The working class, that's why they talk of the working class, working class Americans. It's like, you know, we got to placate to the regular everyday people, but they aren't everyday people. So my thing is, when it comes to Trump versus Biden, Black people shouldn't be worried about what white people think of them. Now, compartmentalize this for a second. I understand clearly how having a candidate or political candidates that represent an entire nation and they don't represent the views of the lower, those they view as the lower class. That's why race works in such a, the, the dynamic of it is a very deep one, you know, in this country. So what I'm saying is we're never gonna get one candidate quote unquote, that represents the entire views of the nation. So what I'm trying to get people to understand about politics is if there can be an economic, an economic base built for the people we say we want to represent, because the lobbyists are going to be in these same political candidates' faces trying to placate to their business interests and their other global interests. So what I'm saying is that's what Black people need to be on. We, we can't be like... People are still on living on a, a, a the, the civil rights sort of time. Like we're gonna pray. Like they, like what more do y'all want white people to do, or what? Or the white people that represent those house represent the House of Congress and are in those political seats and are the face of the nation. What more do we have to do as black people to get them to accept us as humans? Because we've done it. They've prayed with us. They've held hands with us. They've marched with us. They've eaten with us. Like this is the, this is what integrate this is what integration was pushed for to accept us as humans, right? But we're still are at where we're at. What I'm saying is we're gonna have to start getting more savvier with how we interact with politics as a business. This is not about feelings. And people continue to put candidates in our face that placate to the feelings of black people, make us feel good. I'm not on that type of time no more. That's how we get these people in office. Because we, we start feel oh these we oh she's a candidate that I really feel good about. How do we know she's good? I'd caution people to go on websites like politicalplatform.com and really look at some of the presidential policies. Once you can start doing that, you'll understand how to goes. So that's my piece. I got I got I got a question on this for me, and and this is because of um you know what what Vinay was saying, what Demar was saying, and what I was saying before. 
if this is a business, if America is a business, then wouldn't you want a businessman to run a business? Or would you want a politician to run a business? And, and at the same time, you got to look at it like, if it is a business, you want a businessman. But you got to realize that politicians have to play on your emotions to get elected in. You got to be out there kissing babies and, and, and saying people, shaking hands, because that's just how you get people's attention. That's how you get people's, you know, their thing. That's what politicians have to do. To be a good liar, you got to play with the people. To be a good finesse, you got to learn how to finesse. So if this is a business, wouldn't you want a businessman like Trump to run a business? Or would you want a politician, a lawyer, or a, um, uh, an individual to, to, to run a business? Which one would you rather choose? The man with business experience or the man who's had political experience, which is in turn a business? So which one would you personally choose? That's, that's exactly my point. And it's not, and don't think when I say the things that I say when it comes to policy versus policy, like, like I said last episode, we need to stop making this a personality contest because I'm telling you, I as a black man am not going to get whoever, regardless if it's whether you be black or white, because some, there's some black people that don't even like their own people. What I'm not going to do is try to get someone to prove my humanity. Oh, I'm going to, like, we got people singing. We got people in churches. Like, this is not, I'm not doing that anymore. So what I'm pretty much trying to say is I'm going to look at the policy of the politician versus what the politician portrays. Whatever's in writing, that's what I'm looking at because that's what I know moves the needle. That's what gets the U.S. seal because this country functions under a seal, which is technically their brand. That seal that's in the White House office, that's the brand of the United, that bald eagle that's in the White House, that's how, that's what gets sanctioned for sh- to move throughout this country. So, Joe, your question was, would you rather have a politician or a businessman in office? And for me, I don't trust either because both are cutthroat. And I'm always going to function from a place of humanity, not in the sense of getting people who are not Black to see the humanity in us, because we don't need to prove anything to anybody but ourselves. Um, but more so making sure that we're not slain on the streets, making sure that there aren't any homeless people strung out on drugs, making sure there are no children that are purposely being afforded less resources in school so they don't learn, so they end up in places like prison, dead. That's where I'm operating out of. So I think the best person to be in any political realm should be the people. It doesn't make any sense why we have majority white people functioning in government when you have a melting pot in the society. It doesn't make any sense why you have very, very wealthy people in office when this country is run by workers in the proletarian section of the population. So that would be my answer. No, I was saying I get where you're coming from, and it's a lot of and that what your ideas is that's a load of so- socialism ideas. You feel me? And and, and you got to I, I ain't gonna hold you. I took a trip. I went to Georgia, and Georgia ain't nothing like Florida. And the one thing I peeped out there is this: for for we where we stand at Florida, where we at right now, melting pot out there, white people, white people out the ass, white people every every corner you in, every store you at. It's run by white people. Every like damn there, if you if you're a black owned business, you're gonna make business and social like socially, like off of your your Twitter, your Instagram, everything. You know, people gonna support that. But really, black is just it's just white people. 
It's really just a bunch of white people out there. And you got to look at this. Look. The people are only going to look at someone who they can relate to off of what they see on television and what they can see. You feel me? So if they see a white man and they talking about, man, you know, get this country back to where it's at, then they just going to think down. Right when I was, you know, I had a little piece of, a piece of change in my pocket. That's where they want to be back at. And that's where the white man is at. You feel me? You got to, it's just a lot of business. It's a lot of ethics. And, and it, I get where you're coming from, Vinay, about the whole socialist like, ideology. And, and I get where you're coming from, Demario, when you're looking at, you know, it's more of a, uh, it's more like, a, I wouldn't even say, it's not humanitarian. It's, it's, more a, like business, a, business. it's a business transaction. That's what politics yeah. is. So that's why I, I get where y'all coming from. I get where you're coming from. And at the end of the day, it really is up to the people to realize, like, yo, is this for me? Is this not for me? That's all it is. Like, you got to look at the people and say, damn, am I going to root for the guy that, you know, that look like me and, and wants me to get some money? Or am I going to root for the guy that, that, you know, who is talking about everyone needs to be equal and everybody needs to be the same, even though they're the same damn person? You just flip the quarter over, it's the same guy. Heads and tails, it's the same person. But at the end of the day, it's about who you're looking at and what they're talking about. That's what Demar was saying. And the thing about Vinay is the people need to run this world. And you got to look at it. If we break the system down and try to rebuild it, it's just going to go right back out of this. Y'all boys never seen Animal Farm? That's the same way it's going to happen again. Okay. Between what you and Vinay are saying, and I'm going to let Vinay go after this, like you said, so you guys are, I don't like to get into like the, because there's a lot of, what's the word? A lot of catchphrase, political terminology. So the pretty much is communism, right? It's like a political belief that all people are equal and there shouldn't be any private ownership. So like we said, America is the place or the, the business that lets other private companies flourish. So now what I would ask to you and Vinay, should we get rid of private ownership? Because as black people, would we not say we need our own businesses in our own territories in order to carry out our own our own uh, governing body operations, whether it be food, food, clothing, and shelter? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, are we for private ownership, or do we want a one of the even? What 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 do we see the even playing field as? I'll, I'll let Vinay answer that. Um, from an economic standpoint. It, it would be beneficial to our people to have private ownership and control over what we do. Um, that's just, that's what I'll say about that for now. I always agree with private ownership. You feel me? I'm always going to be on a capitalistic ideology about everything. You feel me? Because at the end of the day, without private, like, you know, if you look at it, if communism run the world, like, you know, people get communism, socialism all mixed up. But if communism run the world, if communism how it is, it's just the government saying everyone is equal. But at the end of the day, the only people who are equal is everyone who is not in the government. Because the government controls everything so they can give themselves a little bit more. So that's just how it is. What private ownership is, just how the United States is, people come out of here, they, they come out of different countries, they come here because they're setting up their private ownership. Where they at, they got to give the government damn near 90% of whatever they make. Over here, you make your money, you run your shit right, you can be a millionaire in under a year if you got a good idea. If you even have a great idea, you can be a billionaire. Same thing where we got Walmart, we got BJ's, we got, we got, then every 
every store setup is is just a billion dollar industry right there. Every every marketplace billion dollar industry. Every damn near music billion dollar industry. And, and this is going back to what I saw earlier when I was on Instagram. What Trippy Red said: It's a business. That's all it is. You don't know nobody. You don't care. You don't really got to be friends. It's just a business. You do what you got to do. You make your money. That's it. That's just how it is. All right. So we go. This this a tag team. All right, Joe. You got to record it. These recording. You got to let people know what happened. You feel me? So Vinay down. She got her shit going on. Um, it's not the coronavirus. It is what you might call, and I don't want to insult the name, don't, but it's called a migraine. It is a migraine. I thought you were going to say you, something else. Wow. Wow, Demari. <laughs> sexist. I thought you were going to know. No, no, no. Because I Demari's definitely thought you were going to say something else. Look, to end off this, this whole political uh, segment, like I said, uh, the United States, uh, by its definition, you could research this, the U.S. codes, I believe, what is this? The yeah, the 28th U.S. Code slash definitions. It's literally says it's a federal corporation, an agency, a department, commission, board, or other entity of the United States. Like, just like Washington. Washington is not the capital of the United States. It's a political district. Like, a lot of people yeah, don't know that. It's a political district, bro. That's why I'm saying, that's why politics runs there. That's why people, when world leaders, they're not going to Ohio. They're not going to Ohio. Oh, we, you wanted to go to the United States. You need to go to Washington. All the other states, that's not the United That's not um, the United States of America is in Washington. The United States are all the other, all the other um, states. I go hold you. We all know where the real capital is. The real capital of the United States is it's Kansas fucking city. Kansas fucking city. <sighs> Kansas city is where it's at. It's where it's going no. on. Everything happens in Kansas. Uh-huh, Can't even uh-huh. say the word right. Kansas. Kansas fucking city. Watch. All right. We're about to go to another topic, man. Me tag team this in. Please stop saying tag team, bro. You Come just want to. You you wanna... You're so homoerotic, aren't you? Bro, you can you, handle yourself person? on your own time. On your own time. I got another gonna... joint. What you got? All right. We got another joint. Maritza Mert. No. You don't know what you're doing to me. Oh, thoughts of you just consuming, you see? You don't know what you're doing to me, to me, to me. Maybe I'm tweaking, I feel like I'm floating. Can I see you again when I know we just Topic once again, that's Merch Smirk. Shout out to her, she's really dope. Uh, are we about to go into this next topic? So, this next topic, we're dealing with Megan the Stallion. You know, our first podcast, we kind of mentioned that, um, 
the incident she was dealing with when she was uh, out in LA and uh, partying with Tory Lanez and, you know, Kylie Jenner, the incident that took place about, you know, dealing with her getting shot and uh, police were arriving on the scene and, you know, telling everyone to get down. So uh, this week she announced and she told everyone on her Instagram live that Tory Lanez was indeed the person who shot her. So I'm going to play that clip real quick. Like, like, I don't be fucking with nobody. I don't do nothing to nobody. But y'all motherfuckers <laughs> really dragging it. Like, I tried to just be cool, stay out the way, because at the end of the day, I'm really a real bitch. Like, I'm from Houston. I'm from the motherfucking South Side. It ain't like a, oh, let me go run and tell my business to the motherfucking internet. Let me go run and tell my business to the police. Like, you know what I'm saying? I ain't never been that type of person. But, but I'm not going to let y'all keep playing in my face. And I'm not going to let this nigga keep playing in my face either. So... Since y'all hoes so worried about it, yes, this nigga Tory shot me. You shot me. And you got your publicists and your people going to these blogs lying and shit. Stop lying. Why lie? So, you know, I got a lot of things to talk about. Like, 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 I get what you guys are coming from, but, like, my thing is, like, the biggest thing is people are out here calling Megan a snitch. And I'm going I'm to be honest with you. I don't understand how, like, I, I, this is my thing. How can you be a snitch if someone did something to you that you didn't want to happen? You feel me? Like, like I would understand if, like, he out there shoot somebody else. You know, he told Megan. Megan told the police. Or Megan told somebody else that, yo, this nigga shot somebody on the foot. And it, like, you know, last week type shit. You know, it was him. For no reason, right? That's a snitch. Mm-hmm. But how can you be a snitch if, like, you telling somebody, are you telling people, are you out here saying, yo, that nigga did shoot me, like, myself, like, yo. Like you can't be a snitch. Like you can't be a snitch with someone doing the same shit to you. And I, I'm gonna relate this to shit that six nine. You can't. Six nine ain't really a snitch, simply because if they didn't fuck his baby mom, steal this nigga money, and beat that nigga up, if they still didn't do all those, <laughs> No, if he, if he, if they didn't do that to him, and and all the other countless like shit that they they brought up and shit like that, and they did that to him, and then he told, that's a snitch. You feel me? But if he, if those people did that to him, then he was like, nah, bro, these niggas ain't my, like, these ain't, these ain't my homies, just some nigga that just bought me for some some cash. Right. That, that ain't a snitch, you feel me? That ain't a snitch if, if someone did something to you first or did this shit to you. Like, that's not a snitch, bro. And, like, people out here saying, oh, yeah, you know, that's a rat, you know, the same shit. That, like, but, bro, you can't be a snitch. Megan ain't no snitch because simple fact that nigga shot her in the foot. Shorty had to get stitches for that. Shorty foot, you know, you know, she gonna have some problems walking sometimes. She, I don't even know, but she probably can't even feel her toes no more. You feel me? So right. I, I don't know. So I don't think she a snitch. I think what Tori did was wrong. I don't know the situation. I wasn't in the car. I never even, I didn't even listen to the whole video because I don't watch lives like that. But I just don't think that, you know, you feel me? Like nobody, she's not a snitch. Tori was wrong for shooting a woman in the foot regardless. You know, that's why you, you know, they say guns don't kill people, people kill people. So, you know, just fucking around with the gun in the car or fucking around trying to, you know, show dominance. That shit was kind of weak on your part, bro. You got to remember that. But at the same time, you got to know that, you know, 
you gotta you gotta sit down one day when this shit all over when when people shit died down you gotta sit down you gotta apologize for the shit you got or if you did already you gotta actually sit down you gotta actually have a conversation you gotta talk about it y'all boys just go about y'all separate ways y'all boys know you can't really fuck with each other like that that's cool people you know you you fuck with some people in the past can't fuck with some people in the future um but shout out to Meg though like you know she, even though she did get shot but she did drop out that song WAP and that shit charting that shit is blowing up they got so much controversy for the song alone um people out here you know bashing her because she made a song about you know what she got in her pants but like why are you mad like just because you getting some dry hat pussy don't mean that you can get on a girl with some wet ass pussy like yo why are you mad bro <laughs> like how you how can you possibly be mad like and if little girls are dancing to it i i'm i'm gonna be honest with you at first, I was the type of nigga that was like, nah, bro, you know, you can't. But then I realized, why am I going to sexualize the little girl, bro? Like, that's a little exactly. girl. Why is niggas sexualizing little girls? Anyway, so I'm going to touch on just the audio part um, based on what Megan said. So now it's confirmed. Niggas don't have to speculate no more. It is what it niggas know. She said it out of her own mouth. Uh, she said she was trying to protect this nigga. And honestly, I put two and two together because he did get arrested for having an illegal firearm. Like, his shit was not licensed. So niggas could have kind of put two and two together, to be honest. So, you know, as far as um what she's saying and the length she had to go through as far as, like, posting her actual injury on um Instagram, you know, that's that's... Yes, it's, it's yeah. I feel I I really do. I have some empathy towards it because like man, niggas did think she was lying. Niggas did think this story did sound sketchy, which in my opinion it did. It did sound sketchy, but I did do most definitely did think somebody you know something went down that night because the police did arrive on the scene. I don't know if you know people saw it on um, the video um, that TMZ had put up. Like something did take place that night. So niggas, sh- I mean, it shouldn't have to. It shouldn't have had to have gone. To, got to that point but as far as like what i'm hearing as far as social media about the situation now and the question i kind of want to pose to you is when black women say the phrase is like black men don't protect black women um i that's a general topic that's a a general statement it's a very like it's a very blanketed statement but my thing is it's like with black women it's like when it pertaining to situations of abuse especially I have to kind of, some of my ego goes away because it's like, I've, you know, heard stories of people close to me in my life that have literally gone through abuse. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's not nothing to play with. So when black women do bring this to the forefront and want to, you know, be vocal about their experiences, I, as a black man, because I want no other woman and I can't, you know, build a family with any other woman, I have to sit here and say, okay, I have to at least listen to what Black women are saying. Now, although I think there are, you know, Black women out there that are making black blanketed statements and kind of inserting Black men into the conversation every time it has something to do with the destruction of our community. But, you know, I just, you know, I, I really, some of it I don't pay attention to, some of it I read because it's like, you know, I live in a real life. I have Black women in my life. I talk to black women, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm going to make sure I do my part in real life. You know what I'm saying? I can't really pay attention to all the statements and all the catchphrases that are being thrown around social media as it pertains to black women's protection. So, you know, that's 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 where I'll start with that. But I kind of wanted to pose that question to you, do, you know what I'm saying, based off what I said. Go ahead. 
I go hold you. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Like how it is and what's up with it. It's like, first of all, respect all women. You feel me? But the black women in general, um, we gotta listen to them more, bro. Like, like there's a lot of unheard stories from black women. And that's not and no that's simp shit either. That ain't simp shit for not, you niggas out it. there. That ain't simp and, shit. And because of the simple fact that it is, it's like. You gotta, you, I'm trying, you gotta listen. There's some, you know, there's some story. You gotta be, you gotta be honest with it yourself. You gotta be honest with it. Because, you know, black women, you know, they have some stories that's been untold and unheard. You gotta listen to them. Um, a lot of times you're trying to, you know, dismiss them or you try to put them to the side and, and say, well, you know, fuck them or, you know, that shit ain't real. That shit ain't ever happened. Or, man, you know, you just over there just, just, just calling out women because you're gay. And ain't nothing towards you because you are like you know you're homosexual. It's the simple fact that you are like you disrespecting women because you like men, and that's wrong. Because if y'all both like the same thing, you can't. You know, if you both like men, women, and you, and you hating on women because they they like men the same way you like men, that that ain't right, bro. You feel me? You gotta respect women, and you gotta like be honest with yourself if you're gonna talk about some shit, like. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm for black women. I'm for LGBTQ plus. I'm for, um, you know, the, you know, disabled people out there, the transsexuals, the, the like, you know, all the big groups, or even all the small groups that's not getting no love. You know, y'all, but I'm pro furry. That's how, that's how, you know, I am. Wait, fury, I am you said fury? Furry. F-U-R-R-Y. Furry, what is that? Those are the people that identify as animals, such as foxes and wolves okay. and mm. bears and other things. Because so. I, and this is a side topic. I just like them, bro. They just look like cool people to me. I don't know why. I feel like if you can do cosplay or you can, like if you cosplaying and you taking it a step further, identifying through your cosplaying or you set up your own character, that's cool, but I respect that. But you know what I don't respect? People out there disrespecting other people People out here not listening to the people's stories. People out here that just feel like, well, you know, that shit ain't right because of the fact that you you just think differently. And, and what I say is that, you know, Meg, your story is heard. Not a lot of people going to listen to you. Not a lot of people going to take you seriously. But we out here at uh, the Auto Visualists, we're taking you serious. We're taking your side. And Tori, uh, we're not even going to say, oh, yeah, we're not taking your side. Uh, we fought with your music, yeah. Um, I went to your concert way back when when was out here in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I fought with you as an individual, as a person. I see, you know, who was out there rapping on the streets and really started blowing up. I fought with that. Um, a lot of times, situations can get out of hand. And even if you were just somebody on the street side and this whole thing blew up and you were just a nigga in a car, I said the same thing, bro. You got to take some time to realize what you was doing, where you was at take some time to, to see like whatever was going through your mind at that time or whatever you're going through right now you gotta take some time out and respect your mental health bro and, and megan you got i gotta i gotta shout out to you for being strong especially since you know a lot of shit been happening towards you recently you've been getting past the internet since you first came out um first started popping off with tina snow you've you been even bashed since then you've been back even before then you've been sexualized you've been you know shit and you trying to, you know, your mom died and shit like that, you know, and everything like that. So you got to realize that some people are going through a lot right now. And becoming famous and becoming a celebrity is the hardest thing because of the fact that your life is always on a spotlight, bro. 
she can't even shit without somebody out here saying, damn, I want to smell her dookie. Like, bro, you can't. That's, weird, like, that's so just the weird niggas on the internet, though. The and there's a lot of those folks, bro. Yeah. And there's a lot of those. Like, I mean, I mean I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a horny nigga on the timeline because I think it's funny. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Like, I'm the type of person to retweet porn on the timeline simply because I know Why don't you to stop work. doing that, though? And, and you, you can admit, like, you in some you some positions, you just scrolling through your timeline, and you just see me retweeting, like, a list of porn just because it fucks with you. It's funny as shit. And, like, you can use that bitch for later. So Full circle, <laughs> Joe. Full circle. Full circle. So, so, like I was saying, I get what you were coming from. Um, Black women do need to be heard out, though. Like, we need to listen to more Black women. We need to understand that. But at the same time, Black women... And women in general can't need to stop saying men ain't shit or men ain't this because an individual or or some individuals is you know doing some bad things because I know I don't do some bad shit like that like okay. I'm never gonna like I don't care if if I'm not gonna you know unless I'm in immediate danger and shorty really out here like putting a gun into my face that's the only time I'll ever pull a trigger for me anywhere near you if you holding the bitch to my face you threatening me on my life you you over here like. I'm gonna have to protect myself. And that's just as an individual. Like, I, that's not even about a woman or man. That's if anybody pulling up a gun to my face, I'm gonna have to just, you know, squeeze the piece simply because I, I, I feel like, yo, you endangering my life. You feel me? You, if you didn't wanna have a civil conversation about the matter, that's cool. If you was trying to rob me, take the shit. Don't try to steal my life. Just try to steal what's in my pockets. You feel me? And that's just who I am. But as far as the situations that do happen, though, pertaining to black women, it, there are a lot of occurrences of abuse of black men against black women. Now, I'm not saying this to just say, oh, niggas ain't shit. Black men are the weakest link. I'm not going to say any of these things that are said. But I will acknowledge that, yes, there are a lot of niggas that abuse their girl. And they girl, a lot of their girlfriends or spouses happen to be black women. And it is a problem. It is an issue. I'm getting abused myself. Like, I was just like, you feel me? But I don't speak up. Maybe that's the first thing. Me too. We got to really think about the Me Too movement. Some of the shit they saying, like, you can't can't talk about the the minority and talk about the majority. Like, the minority has to stay minority. Like, you can't say hashtag men ain't shit when Tory Lanez do something. You got to hashtag Tory Lanez ain't shit. Because you can't blame Tory Lane security because that nigga probably don't even know the fuck was going on in that split second. He probably was like, damn. He was, maybe he was in the car trying to calm the bitch down. I don't know. I, I never listened to the whole thing. Maybe make friends was trying to calm the shit down. Make May was trying to calm the shit down. You know, when it comes down to it, when there's a lot of yelling, a lot of what the fuck's going on, you, you get flabbergasted. You get, you know, it's like a flashbang to the mind. You got a lot of, pro- you're trying to process everything and shit yeah. pops off. So... You gotta listen out. You gotta you gotta pay attention. If if you see signs of abuse, speak up on signs of abuse. Um, if you out there and you you know if you out there twenty years, five years, six months, damn it, whenever you're listening to this, and you are going through something, and you are feeling unsafe, nine one one has a texting service now, so you can always text them, um, tell them about the issues mm-hmm. that you're going through. Um, I I've seen some videos where you can dial nine nine nine. And then five five. I don't know if that's a, if that's a U.S. thing. Maybe it's a U.K. thing. But you know, you gotta speak up. You gotta you gotta you gotta. I mean, tell them what's yeah, going for on. sure. Yeah, for sure. Tell someone. But I don't know if everybody has the you know the, the greatest the greatest attitude. We I don't know if everyone has the greatest, especially black people and black women. If we look with, and see what's going on, we don't have the greatest attitude towards those nine one one people. 
Especially what's going on right now. Yeah, so what I'm saying is, yeah, within our own communities, within our own spaces, we're going to definitely have to deal with a lot of the microaggressions that yeah. we that we um, take out on one another. The, the, um, we, a few tweets. Yeah, I mean, a few tweets. I mean, I see it, but it's not nothing that's going to mess up my day. You know what I'm saying? Because I know what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But a, a lot of that shit kind of gets to the head and we kind of like, all right, let's just kind of tune that out for a little bit and just implement this in our real lives. Yeah, it's nice to have these, you know, Twitter and social media chat room discussions. But, you know, when, when shit is just blanket. And a lot of, and another thing is uh, people just like to project their own jadedness and insecurity on social media, then it becomes everyone else's insecurity. It's not to uh, say we're not acknowledging and empathizing what people deal with, but when you use it to just like, you're weaponizing your pain and trying to hurt others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what you're trying to do. Like a, 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 an entire group of, of, of people that you're talking about, you're trying to weaponize your experience and use it against them. But that's, I mean, and that's, that's, it's, you it should be you should acknowledge that it's nothing wrong with if you if that's how you want to express your anger you you can type whatever you want because this is a this is this is the wild wild west social media is anybody post anything they want to so i'm not going to say nobody shouldn't post whatever they feel but what i'm saying as well as you should be able to acknowledge your experience and how you're trying to take it out on to others yeah. you know what i'm saying so so we're gonna get into a music update as y'all know when we're recording this um drake's single that he has with Lil dirk has already been out it dropped like i think the 14th of uh, earlier i believe that was yeah earlier this month yeah the 14th of this month because we're still in august now um laugh now cry later uh this sounds like it's going to be the new single for drake's uh new album um you know my thoughts on it i think the records don't uh thought Virk, dirk's verse should have been longer but uh, a dope record overall and uh the video is great you know so i i guess what that's where i'll start with that um thoughts joe my thoughts is, well, on the video, I really got to shout out Jay Drewski too funny, but like, I go hold you. I don't know who this man's like um, publicist is. I don't know if this man is like manager, but like that nigga's been on a high, like recently, bro. Like I remember I was watching videos of this man like a couple years ago, like two, three years ago. That was just on the like, explore page. Mm-hmm. And like, I thought it was funny. I was like, I, was, I followed the man. But like recently, like, this man's been on, like, a very high trajectory to being one, if not the first or the couple, like, you know, the like, I wouldn't even say the first, but, like, one of the top, what I would like to call new age comedians, in which mm. the new age comedians are, before we had, um, you know, when you want to, when you want to watch comedy, you used to go to a laugh house, you go to a comedy club, um, or you used to go to this event and shit like that. And then we had records, and then we had the, the whole thing. But Drewski's so funny. It's going to be similar to how we have Desi, Desi Banks. We have um, 
I forgot the girl's name, but like you know those people that was on uh, B Simone, B yeah B Simone shit like that, in which they are the new age comedians. Like when we want to laugh or we want something funny where we can relate to, we go on our Instagram and we laugh at that. Like you know a lot of people like I would say uh, Kevin Hart is one of the last or one of the most notable I would say black comedians that are still in that like large comedians that are still in that phase. It's like, okay, this man is a comedian on stage in which we are seeing comedians not on, not even on stage anymore. Like we are seeing comedians, you know, just doing some skits or doing some videos and shit like that. That is like so fast paced, so, you know, relatable. So like, okay, like we see different people doing different things and Juski so funny is like that guy right now. And I, I, I got to shout say shout out to him, bro. Like, um, with Drake, you know, people were talking about in the video alone. I'm just talking about the video, but in the video alone, they were talking about the man's glasses. They was talking about the man's cars. The man had two cars of Mercedes that ain't even out yet. And and you gotta look at it like, yo, Drake has been on the top for like over 10 years now, about 12, 13 mm-hmm. years now. So of course the man's gonna have you know some hundred thousand dollar glasses like they ain't nothing. He's going to have two cars that ain't even been dropped yet. Because guess what? When they do drop, people going to be like, oh, wait, Drake had this. I want this. I want to mm. I want to show people I got money just like Drake does. You know, I, I, when Dirk hopped on the song, I was like, okay, this, this toe go hard. You feel me? Like, And, and you got to look at it. Drake has been doing this video thing where he's not even like, like rappers now, they over there just like, they doing something or they like trying to tell a story. But Drake, Drake's music videos I noticed recently aren't even stories. They just him vibing, like, like him just posted up chilling, bro. Like remember that one he did when he was doing that song that came out by like I think like God's plan? Remember God's plan video? Yeah, he that was just out in Miami. Yeah, he like was giving away money. Like the man was just chilling, bro. Just just walking around paying people's shit, bro. Just fucking around, bro. Like like I could say Drake before, you know, you remember when he was making that video? Uh, with uh, when he was with uh, Birdman and the grocery store walking down the aisles, you know, flexing. Oh, started from the bottom. Started from the bottom, yeah. yeah. Started from the bottom, and now that man is here. That man, like, that started from the <laughs> bottom video. I could say that was the bottom of his career. Now he is here. Like that wasn't the bottom. That was twenty. That no, was nothing. Was just, that no, was no, no, no. I was saying like compared to his growth from then to now. His body, oh, of course, yeah. Like, the nigga was wearing just some, some, some boot-cut shorts and some... And, and, a, and, a, and, a, and a music video. Now this man is up there just chilling, fucking around in infinity pool, got the cars, got the, got the whips, got the, got the licorice, got everything, bro. You feel me? So I could say Drake Drake really did his thing with the video because of the fact that... And I could say Dirk did his shit, too, because I'm not a big Dirk fan. I've heard a couple of Dirk songs. But I'm not the biggest Dirk fan. So when I heard this song, I was like, okay, Drake out there touching artists that are blowing up because I ain't gonna hold you. Dirk ain't wasn't blowing up. Like how yeah, a few I mean he No 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 no, no, no it wasn't this is big this is his biggest record for sure, but I'm saying like yeah. he had records like remember Bang Bros pause, like that was a record like back yeah. then that was pretty popular. No, like, I ain't gonna say, like, he ain't blowing up, like, because Dirk got his shit. But at the same time, I'm gonna say this. If Drake is on a song, and you got a song with Drake, your shit gonna blow up. 
The same thing we was talking about yeah. with the first episode. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't so, want this to be, become like a Drake. Like you know what I'm saying? Because we did that. You know, I can honestly say that Drake is one of those artists that's going to go down as one of the greatest in this generation. I think, I think like, that's, that goes without saying. That, yeah, that does go without saying. But okay. I just, like, that's just, in my opinion, on the video, on the song. Like, the song itself, I'm, I'm more of a new Drake fan. Like, I like his newer music. Everything from views mm. to now, I like better. And, I mean, like, his, his work. Like, I would even say, like, I like, I'd say the entire project itself, from views to now, I like more than I like the entire projects what he had before. And that's just my opinion because of my, like, how I listen to music. I like, I like a little melody to it. You know, I like a little, and the beat goes hard, the lyrics go hard, but sometimes the lyrics fly over my head. So the lyrics ain't really always for me sometimes. So I would say his, his like, you know, who's, his, you know, who he's messing with, who his people are, those are now better to me and the, and the, and the whole project than what he was doing before. Because there are some projects I like. Of course, I like um, what's that one? Um, nothing was the same. Nothing for for that album. I liked that one. I liked it, but I wasn't like a big big Drake fan. You feel me? During that time period, I wasn't listening to Drake. So maybe because the time period of where the music was coming out, that's when I was listening to him. And when I started really listening to him, when when Views came out, because I remember when Views first came out, Nick was on a bus. I was on a bus. It was like sixty degrees. It's Florida. Sixty degrees. The coldest it's ever been. I'm on the bus, posted up, listening to views, looking out the window, frosty over there, like, ooh, you know, child's play just coming on. I'm like, oh, shit, this shit, bang. That's that's what I was doing. Not like but when when he, first. like, you know, when he was dropping his older shit, I listened to it like the single by single when it was playing the videos on on on, on I wasn't MTV two. Remember when they used to have those those videos? Mm. On TV too, they had the whole video, like, you know, they were just dropping video after video after video. Like, just a video, like, music, like, they had the hip-hop video section. That's that's when the MTV too was, was coming up and shit like that. And I was just watching those videos. I was just listening to those songs like then. But I wasn't really a big Drake fan until Views came out, I would say. You see, you didn't like so far good. You talking about like all this mixtape comeback season and yeah, and room for improvement. So far gone. Thank when me he later. Was, when he was dropping take that, care. When he was dropping that, I was listening to Childish Gambino shit. Childish Gambino was what his first album was what twenty eleven, two thousand nine. When he when he dropped Royal a mixtape Royals. Okay, yeah, I listened to that. Okay. I was listen, I was listening to that shit okay. and. And in that same time period, I was listening to like, you know, Wolfgang. Like, you know, Wolfgang killed them all. So that's what I was bumping to. I wasn't bumping to like Drake and shit like that until Views came out. Like until like that, I forgot the album before Views, then Views came that's, out. Um, if you're reading this, is too late. Yeah, if you're reading this, is too late. I was listening to that. Then Views came out. Then I was like, oh shit. Then that's when I started listening to more Drake. But before that, I was listening to like Gambino. I was listening to the, I was listening to to um Wolfgang. I was listening to like Frank Ocean. I was listening to Frank. I was I was I say I was a big Frank. I was only a Frank fan when he was a part when he was doing like his shit with Ty Future. Yeah, with Art Future, he wasn't doing his shit. Like I wasn't really listening to Frank until like 2015. That's when I started listening to Frank. Oh, so you didn't like Channel? You wouldn't listen in? You wasn't listening to Channel Orange? 
that's when I first got put on Channel Orange. Was, I wasn't really just listening to Channel Orange. I wasn't uh, even bumping his shit like that. Well, you know, but thinking about you, that was a big, you know about that if you... you I, bro, I know, I know thinking about you word from word, bro. I ain't gonna hold yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about like, you, come you on, I could sing that bit from word from word. But that's just me. Like, you know, that's just how I am with Drake. You feel me? Like, I'm not like... When y'all guys talk about y'all artists and, like, new artists, like, I'm listening to, like, artists that a lot of people not feeling right now. Like, you feel me? Like, like who I'm bumping to, like I was telling you the other day, like, who I'm bumping to right now is probably 12 of them. He coming out of Miami. He, he got some good R&B shit. I'd say, I, I would suggest our boys go check him out. I don't know. Just send me his music. I don't, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, 12 of them, bro. I'm listening to 2K Baby. 2K baby going crazy right now. Like his shit going crazy. And then he did that. He did, I know I seen that shit where he hopped on the beat for um the Drake song. And that shit went hard. Baby Keem. Um I you know, peep this is one thing. Uh, another thing just to segue about the XXL freshman class shit. They have mm. Baby King like the villain of the XXL class thing, bro. Like, did you peep that? The same villain? way they had like yeah, the same way they had X as the villain. Remember when X hopped on the cypher? And that mm. boy is like, and then until X died, that's when they dropped it. Like, you know, he really has some hype-ass freestyles. But they chose the one that was like the most, you know, I wouldn't even say sad. It's just more like, you know, that shit was a straight villainous. Somber, somber, yeah. very dark. Like infamous, like shit, bro. Like, you know, when first, when that nigga came out with that freestyle, niggas was like, oh, yeah, this nigga's a, a demon. You know, demon yeah. team. Mm. But like, <laughs> so that's how I was like, okay, they had this nigga playing the villain. And then they got some other people I'm bumping to right now, like um Major Nine. Everybody bumping to Major Nine right now. It's, it's Florida. Miami. I mean, I'm not that. I mean, I'm I'm familiar with him. Yeah, I've listened to very probably everybody, one or two every, of his songs. Everybody, but if you know Major Nine, you know what's that one that most. I know him more his first producing though. I know he's a pretty big producer and stuff like that. I'm familiar yeah, with some of his production. So that's who I'm bumping to right now. Like, I'm not really bumping, like, I would say the hype artist. Like, oh, when I was up in there and, and uh, uh, GA, they was listening to a lot of G Herbo and I go, hold you. He got Niggas just songs. catching on to G Herbo. That's crazy. Niggas just, I was listening to G Herbo since the Pistol I'm Pete mixtape, bro. G Herbo was, good. look, but the thing is, I like Everybody I miss Lil Herb. Not I don't really like G Herbo like that now. I like Lil Herb when he was Lil Herb. He was rapping on the mixtapes and shit. I just I just never liked G Herbo because every time I heard a G Herbo song, this nigga over here like, you know, it, 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 the reason like gonna slide in on beats. You feel me? But G Herbo over there just like he trying to fight the beat. So I'm like, oh, I ain't not fight the beat. I know you hard, bro, but like relax, bro. You don't gotta like. Like, when I listen to G Herbo music, I feel like this nigga in the studio, like, dead ass punching the beat in the air, like, while he rapping. Mm. That's just how oh, I no. feel. I like the oh, shit. God. Like, I feel like he over there just swinging at beats. Mm-mm. Like, his producer just introduced him a beat. He just beat the fuck out of the producer for introducing that shit. It's like, he rapped first, and then they put the beat on later. They just lay his vocals over the beat and try to make it sound master. <laughs> oh, God, that is crazy. But, you know, he, I'm, I'm glad he's doing well. I like I like the position he's in now, for sure. He got an Uzi feature and all of that. I'm, I'm dope because I like all the niggas that I saw coming up on the digital mixtape wave. All the niggas like Thug, Dirk, you know, Herbo. Uh, I don't know what happened to OG Macro, though. I used to listen to him. Oh, you, bro, know. he had the whole... Is yeah, it I know. Macro? The whole skin thing and... 
and the people wasn't fucking him because of the skin thing, and, and you know, I think that's 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 the guy who made bitch. You guessed it, right? Or am I talking? To, I, am I thinking about or the guy that made Coco? Because I feel like that, that's that's Ot Genesis. Okay, no. I always get those mixed up. Ot Genesis, the guy that made Coco. Og Mako is the guy that made bitch. You guessed it. Yeah. Yeah. When he made that whole the whole video in the hotel lobby, and this nigga was in the in the, <laughs> the man was in the fucking hotel making a whole music video, and that shit went crazy. I remember that shit. Yeah, that was like was around when like vines used to be vine used to be really popular. Nigga, nigga used to bump that shit in the, in the computer chairs and fall the fuck back. Be like, bitch, you just mm, mm. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, just to continue to segue with some of the music update, I'm going to give you, because I know you don't listen to R&B, but I just, for the listeners, just because, you know, we got to do this, uh, Brandy put out a project a few weeks ago, B7, uh, really dope, uh, Versus just announced that uh, her and Monica are going to be doing a Versus coming up, so I'm definitely looking forward to that, uh, as y'all. I like know. Monica, I like Monica, um, I wasn't really a big Brandy fan, but I'm a big Monica fan. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a root for Monica. That's that's who I'm rooting for. I feel like Monica had more hits. Brandy's better vocally, but Monica got like bangers, like shit that's just gonna get people. Like yeah. when it when it come on, like you talking slow jam with Usher, the song she got with Keisha Cole, like mm-hmm. she she get into her, you know, I miss you. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't so cheat it type. You so know? so so like, do you think because Monica got more hits, she gonna win the verses? Not, not, I'm not necessary, but it's like, well, the way verses is kind of tailored is kind of like they're not playing the whole duration of the song, though. It's like, yeah. it's like they're, they're playing like that snippet. So hook, do you, yeah, when you play that hook and like if you could get the hook, you might. That's what kind of win the people over. Like, in, you know what I'm saying? But obviously, yeah. if we're judging song for song, I think, I mean, I wouldn't say that uh, Monica's blowing Brandy out the water, and I don't think Brandy's blowing Monica out the water. I feel like it's an evenly matched thing until we see the verses. You feel me? Until we see the lineup and until we hear yeah. it, that's 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 when we decide. We can't just we can't be like, oh shit, like that's like saying, oh yeah, Drake against Little Uzi. Like they both got bangers, but until you actually hear how they put it together, yeah, bro, don't tell Drake, Drake you can't tell me Drake. You can't tell me if Drake and and, and Little Uzi had a verses. They both have the club bangers on hook. Please. Stop. And they both got the soft fingers on her. Yo, let's not do this, please. Let's not make this a Drake fest. Please don't do that. Don't make me have to young I'm, look. No, no, no. no. I, I, you don't I, believe I, what you're saying right now, though. No, I do believe it. I honestly believe if you have Uzi and Drake set up against each other, we wouldn't know until after we hear it because of the fact that they both have enough hype to push them forward to a point where they can be against each other. If you really want to talk about a versus, then you got to talk about a Nicki Minaj versus a Keisha Cole. Nicki, that would be a terrible, that don't even make sense. That, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Keisha Cole like versus Ashanti, I want that to happen. That makes a lot more sense. Keisha Cole versus Ashanti. Anyways, I'm going to continue with the music updates. Uh, if you don't know now, obviously, Black is King is out. Victoria Monet, Jaguar. Oh my goodness. I love this album. Uh, beautiful voice beautiful woman love this album y'all go check out that uh victoria monet jaguar uh jacob Lattimore put out a project as well leo season uh and cash page another really dope young artist oh yeah um, listen that should go hard yeah i like cash page a lot 
Um, Davies put out a project. Uh, I like the song he has with Popcorn on there. Uh, Karma 3, real dope project. Um, Burner Boy put out a project. Twice as Tall, another dope project. I like a lot of the, you know what I'm saying? He's one of the Afrobeat artists. Real dope, uh, I believe. Um, I seen some, I seen like Diddy kind of, I guess he was kind of like A&R in the project. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the videos I was looking at. Uh, Mac Hami, uh, he's more of like a, I guess you could call him like an underground MC. Yeah, you've heard of Mac Hami before? No, I haven't heard yeah. of him. Yeah, Max really dope. Uh, Max Hard Lemonade, that's the name of the project. It's uh, real dope too. So you're and not gonna talk about Vic Mensa's new shit? Beat tape? I haven't. I haven't listened. You can if you. I mean, we're doing music updates. If you wanna, you wanna take it and talk I, about what you feel about the project. I, I feel like that. Vic Mensa's new shit is really like that's Vic Mensa. I'm, I'm gonna keep it a stack with you. Like, if you listen to the beat tape, you're really gonna know who like Vic Mensa is. Like, he really changed what he was doing before, and I like it. I really do. Like, I remember, like, the first time I listened to Vic Mensa was probably, um, that was, like, when, when was, who was that artist? He was, he made a song, oh, yeah. You Mad That's with so Kanye. Cool. Nah, You Mad with Kanye. That shit, I, I'm going to tell you. Oh, you, you talking about Chance? I never listened to anything before the coloring book. I never listened to Aston Rap. I'm not planning to listen to Aston uh, Rap. I, I, and guess what else I like? I like The Big Day. I don't know who the fuck kept telling people The Big Day was garbage. That shit was nice. Just because the nigga love his wife, it doesn't mean that y'all can say he... It wasn't a good... It wasn't what people anticipated coming off of coloring book. That was a lot of hype he built around that. That... The expert, you know I'm gonna just say this: the album wasn't terrible, but the expectations were extremely high. That's what yeah, why do you have so much expectation? I'm like, saying the consensus. I wasn't like the biggest Chance fan, but obviously niggas kept on bringing up his name, the Coloring Book, and I listened to the Coloring Book. Yeah, the Coloring Book is great, but I'm like, the Coloring Book was a fucking masterpiece, bro. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I mean, like, it was, the, I wasn't as high on as it as everybody else was, but it was a good album. Yeah, yeah, fucking asshole. You just, you just mad, bro. Like, we are a Chance-loving podcast. Like, you got to love Chance you if you're going to be in the podcast. You, you love Chance. Anyway, uh, Boldy James, Jay Versace, the Versace tape. Um, shout out to Jay Versace. He really doing his thing with the production. He, you know, was on West Side Guns album earlier this year. Um, you know, he really doing his thing on the production side. He's really dope. Jay, um, Jay Versace from Vine? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, him. Yeah. I, you know, I never, I wasn't really listening to it. Like, I didn't know he was a producer like that. He's a, he's a really, he's a pretty good producer, bro. You should check out some of his stuff he's producing, bro. I follow you him know, on Twitter. You know, you know who you really got to listen to? If you're going you're gonna to talk about, like, his shit like that and who's putting out some shit, Full Fresh. You remember that dude that was like, you know, that was like, I'm going to get me some bucket a bit bookies? You're talking about Cashier Fresh, yeah. Yes. That's but he go name, by, yeah. I think he's, he's, his rap name is Faux Fresh. Is it Faux Fresh or Cashier Fresh? I thought it was Cashier Fresh. I follow him on Twitter, too. He got some good stuff right now. Like, I can't lie. Like, I listened to his shit. That shit was hard. I listened, like, it was been a minute since I listened to his stuff. Because when he, like, transitioned to music, you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, he ain't doing nothing. No more comedy shit, bro. He was the fuck, bro. He was one of the funniest niggas on Vine Instagram, bro. He was really funny. <laughs> I remember that nigga did that shit. He was like, with Cardi, he was like, bro, oh, I got on that shit. And, I, and it was like, man, shut the fuck up, Cardi. That shit was so funny, bro. 
go drop a fucking mixtape. <laughs> and lastly, on the music updates as far as project projects, my brother out of Fam You Sidon Drop Psychology Three. Y'all go check that out on all streaming platforms. Yeah, uh, right, right. I need to, I need to hit him up and see if he gonna give me a permission to play one of his joints up on here. But you know, yeah, right. y'all go check out his project Psychology Three by Sidon. Um, if you're going to listen to Psychology 3, you got to also listen to 2. I think my favorite Psychology was 2. Um, I fought with it the most. Like, them shit had, like, the most to me. I listened to Psychology 3. I listened to Psy 2 and 1. And I like Psy 2 the best. Like, that shit will always be my playlist. Um, Texas will always be the biggest song I've ever heard. Um, a shout out to Psy, Sidon. Um, shout out to all that boys creators that he was working with. Shout out to Isis. Shout out to um, what shorty name? The the, the vocalist. I forgot her name. Not we sure. went we went to school with her, bro. She was she was um she was an Unbreakable. You don't remember that shit? Uh, we which what were we talking about? Uh, Aaliyah Chelsea. Aaliyah, Aaliyah and okay. Chelsea. Oh yeah, and shout out to both of them too. Yeah, for sure. shout, shout out. out to so, both did you hear them. Did you hear Aaliyah new shit, bro? That shit was hard. Yeah, yeah, I like her. Yeah, I downloaded her new single. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah, I like it. Well, shout out to Aaliyah. I don't know her real like her her artist name, but shout out to Aaliyah. Yeah, shout out to them. Um, you can check out everything we talked about on SoundCloud. We are a SoundCloud loving community, as well as Apple Music, Title, um, Spotify, and we also love those who steal music off of YouTube. We promote you. We promote everything y'all do. Um. And shout out to YouTube Converter, you feel me? From MP4s to MP3s. Shout out to them too. Since you want to hate. Look, I look, we're on Spotify. You'll be able to check us, check this part, the full duration of this podcast on Spotify. You'll be able to see some of the clips on here on Instagram, on my personal Instagram at the Infinite One on Instagram. Um, check us out. Check us, check me out on uh czycozy.corner. Uh, also check me out on YouTube, Cozy Corner. I'm gonna be dropping some shit with, very soon. Um, some art, some life, and just me, bro. Just personally, I'm gonna just drop me. And, and shout out to so, just Vinay, bro. Shout out yeah, to just Vinay. Yeah, shout out to Vinay. You know what I'm saying? She, you know, she, you know, we holding it down. Here. Yeah, she, you know, we holding it down while she can't be here. So, uh, uh we're gonna wrap this up. Um. This is a this is this is a, our installment of the audio visualist podcast. We'll be back in the coming weeks, whenever we decide to record again. You know, we're just trying to build traction for this, and uh, we're just gonna play you out on another joint from Maritza Mark. Uh, we should do it. Mm-hmm.